0: Hey, it's Justin with a quick message here before we get to the episode. We've had lost episodes here in No Laugh Track. Uh, Dan St. Germain, Carmen, Ele- Carmen Electra. Now that would have been interesting. How about this? Dan St. Germain and Carmen Lynch. They were uh, at Acme earlier this year. We recorded and uh, we had audio problems, so no one's heard that one. I recorded with Dwight Slade last December. Audio problems then. And of course, the first time with Mary Mack. Three lost episodes But we've been sitting on one that we did record and we saved just for a week like this when I'm going to be out of town. Big week at Acme. Nick DiPaolo recorded his DVD Monday, Tuesday night. And then Rory Scovel heads to town, who I'm a big fan of. Love to talk to him on the podcast. But I'm going to be with my A-job on the KQ Morning Show in... Uh, got to go to Las Vegas, guys. I'm sorry. It's the one week a year I head out of town, so unfortunately, can't record. But in its place, the episode we've been sitting on, one of my favorites because I love this guy, Jimmy Pardo. Enjoy. <laughs> Alright, hey, here we go. Uh, let's start right now. Episode number 59. Ba-ding! 59, No Laugh Track, Acme's uh, podcast. Thanks to the guys in Circle of Heat for letting us play their music there. Jimmy, did you like that? I loved
1: it. I think they're a terrific orchestra, and I wish them the best of luck, as they do all bands. Yes,
0: thank you. <laughs> that was my guest, Jimmy Pardo. I'm Justin Severson, and here we go.
1: Now, the Circle of Heat, how many guys are in this outfit?
0: I'd like to give you an answer to that that's... Uh, because they sound Two? very full, yeah, like a circle. I don't know how many guys took a circle.
1: Six, I, six is like a circle. Probably four would be a square. Four would be a square. In square circle would be a Stevie Wonder album. Really? <laughs> yeah, I believe that was the one that uh, Part Time Lover was on. I like to catch all. The, I like to take pride in catching all your
0: music references, but uh, Stevie Wonder's a little over my head.
1: What do you mean? Why is that over your head?
0: I don't know. I only know a couple songs. Well, you know Part-Time Lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you can't, you can't escape that song. My favorite is Sir Duke. Your thoughts?
1: You know what? I, I, I got no problem with Sir Duke. Mine is uh, You Haven't Done Nothing. You haven't done nothing. Mm-hmm. I like that one. His version's slightly better than what I just mangled, but uh, yeah. I like about a handful of Stevie Wonder songs, Then there's uh, a lot that I do. Like... Uh, when he comes and does a concert in Los Angeles, I always go, well, You know, it'd be great. To go see Stevie Wonder. You know, he's a guy I've never seen. Yeah. And then I go online and look at his set list and I go, We're good. I don't have to go see that. <laughs> it's like he goes out of his way to like not want people to enjoy themselves. Like Prince. <laughs> Same deal, man. Yeah. You go see a Prince set list. It's like, You, you just, you self indulgent jackass. Uh, and then when he does the hits, it's the medley. It's a medley. Does yeah. a medley. I the, saw it. D- does darling nicky and he does like just the riff and you go here we go and then the one i like right into you know some your cream i had that purple rain album when i was a kid yes and had to when i was a kid well
0: you know 10 what did it come out 83 84 84 yeah okay i was 10 10 there we do it what
1: was i then 84 <laughs> i was uh, 18 okay didn't know what i want i'm 18 <laughs>
0: A Eighteen, little, little Scooper. There sure. we go. <laughs> so go ahead. You were you were ten years old. I had to hide the, uh, the, all the. I could only listen to certain songs when mom and dad weren't around. When,
1: when doves cry, fine. Purple Rain itself probably fine, acceptable. Would you? Let me ask you a question about Purple Rain. Uh, would you put that guitar solo in the top five guitar solos of all time? Because mm. and if you don't, rethink your list. <laughs> six it comes in at six. I Think so. I don't know what the top five are, but that's interesting. There's got to be. I think prints, it's though. I think it's top five. That is uh, that guitar solo is phenomenal. It is good. Yeah, yeah. I could never listen to Little uh, Darling, Nicky. Darling, Nicky, like Nicky, like Nicky. Said, That's yeah. uh, Ooh, not to cry. Man, we we I worked I worked at the record store when that album came out, and uh, man, we we played that nonstop, and everybody came in, and it was awesome. It was a great time. That was a great time to be in the record business. But that uh, it was neat seeing something sell. <laughs> so. What's was, that? was that one of the uh, albums that got you some tail? Did I get a little action in the back room because of that album? <laughs> uh, no, it was mostly Tiffany's. Uh, Tiffany's uh, <laughs> cassette would uh, get me uh, the, the tail. Yeah, cassettes. In the back. And Def Leppard. Def Leppard was a big one that uh, would, would help out in that regard. Hysteria. I think it was Hysteria, right?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I fired a kid one day at the record store because of the Hysteria album. It, it was the day it came out. And he uh, was out on the floor... And I was doing. I was up on a ladder doing a display. I was the uh, system manager. Mm -hmm. I had no power to hire or fire. And uh, but I was up on a ladder doing a display, and uh, some guy came in and he was standing at the at the cash register while Eddie, whose last name I will not say, I remember it oddly enough, it Mm -hmm. just came to me. Eddie was just walking around the floor, and the guy looks over at him and goes, uh, "Hey!" And Eddie just said, "Rocks, doesn't it, dude?" And I went. I think he wants to check out Ed, and oh, and then he wanders over and checks the guy out. And I went, you know what? You're, you're done here. <laughs> and I fired him. And then uh, he walked around the mall and waited until the manager came in at one o'clock and got his job back. What? Yeah, I didn't have the because power you to had fire him. No, no, I had no power Nothing. to fire him. No. Was that uh, awkward when he came back? Very, <laughs> very. I ended up. I got. Uh, I ended up having sex with his sister. Hey, that's a true statement. Um and he chased me to my car. Oh he knows he realized it was me in her bedroom. That's true story. Yeah. Eddie. Eddie. I won't give the girl's name because that that's giving away too much. (laughs) Not even first or last. Uh of hers? No. No, no, no. Fair enough. No. Uh
0: so that would have been in that was the early eighties. That was eighty four, yeah. Yeah. Uh right about in Fast Times of Ridgemont High had been out already. Yeah, any similarities? You know that movie. Any similarities to what? To uh, you know, when they live, they work at the mall in that. movie. I masturbated in a bathroom. <laughs> I mean,
1: so I have that. Similarity. Doesn't anybody fucking knock? Yeah. By the way, there was a time. I, in fact, I wonder if my dad still though That was my dad's favorite movie quote for a while. Yeah, like he loved, just thought he thought it was the greatest line in a movie. Uh, I think my dad's probably changed. where He doesn't like that line anymore. <laughs> Do you think he's gotten older? <laughs> I mean, certainly, we all get older. But in that movie, sure. they all you know, it's uh, yeah, they all work at the mall.
0: And they all, you know, and it's the, uh, you check out the babes at the pizza place and the...
1: Yeah, we were do, yeah, it was that. You know, I mean, that was, was, you know, it, it, as I've said over and over on my show and my podcast, the award-winning podcast, number Not Funny, uh, to to be managing or even assistant managing a record store in the mid-80s, and I imagine even in the late 70s, uh, early 80s, uh, probably probably died around the late 80s, uh, but that was the, you were the coolest guy in them all, man. You were... Managing you were the you were the guy at a record even dorky me with my stray cat haircut and my uh, you know my Miami vice jacket <laughs> nice. uh, even you know I was you know it was it
0: was a great uh, speaking of that you've dropped the suits uh, on stage it's been a few how long has it been it's since been you a worked? couple years yeah I,
1: you know I, I was working in Lexington Kentucky with Matt Fugate who I'm working here with this Fugate week. Uh, Asian kid that's right he um my luggage didn't get there so I went on stage in uh just with the the t-shirt and jeans that i was wearing on the plane and for whatever it felt like a snow day like a school like like i didn't have to give like it, felt, it didn't feel like a show and it was the best show i had in years and i went that's it suits are out and from that day on uh don't wear the suits anymore. and now your kid's wearing them he wears the little suit i wear he, he actually doesn't wear a suit I, that, that, that i don't want to give away any secrets but uh he hates them if, if his pants have a snap or a zipper it's a fit right right um uh, but I wear a suit every day at Conan. I wear a suit at work. oh, you do so um so then when I get up here, it's just more comfortable to you know on a, on a comedy club stage to wear the sweater and the t shirt. I may have just bored myself
0: let's talk about Conan, okay I was actually I was talking to Matt Fugate just about uh, half an hour twenty minutes ago. yeah ha- uh, it, doesn't matter. it probably doesn't matter It doesn't matter. nope, this sounds like it might be a twenty five minute year I old spoke story with a person your old story. I spoke with a person, here's a really fast version, I spoke with the person that also watched you, uh, frickin' co-host, last yeah. I was happy
1: for you! Thank that you. That was awesome! Wasn't that uh, neat? Neat! It was, I'm uh, trying to get, I'm trying to lose the word neat out of my, uh, really? vocabulary. Yeah. What if something is neat? What I if, always feel like it's a dead end if you call something neat. Well, but what if it's, uh, what if it's a nice pile of clothes? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Right? Isn't that, that's neat? That is neat. And tidy? Fine. Um... <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, I was, I, uh, when did they ask you the, uh, what did I, I ended up doing it Tuesday, Wednesday, the Thursday before, uh, I got a phone call. I was actually on the phone with my friend, Matt Belmap, and I saw that Mike Sweeney, head writer was calling in and that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. uh, unless they need me to come early to be in a sketch or something. So I saw it was him. I was like, Oh, I go, hang on, Matt. I, I, I think I have to go in and do a sketch or something. Cause they, that's the only reason I ever get called mm-hmm. from the show early. And it was Mike Sweeney, and he was doing a bit about how the because uh, I've been working for them since June of two thousand nine. Yeah, and he said, uh, "Look, Jimmy, the four year trial period is over. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it's not working out. We're gonna get rid of you. Perfect. Uh, it's awkward that we're doing." And so, uh, by the way, so so committed to the bit that while I was one hundred percent sure he was kidding, yeah. somehow there was still ten percent more going. Wait a minute, am I really getting? Am I getting fired? What's going on? And then he goes, "All right, end of bit." Uh, here's the deal. Andy needs to miss a few days next week. Uh do you want to co host with Conan? And, and I went, What? He goes, Oh, by the way, this this is not a bit. This is real. Yeah. And I was like, Yes, of course I w what are you talking yes? And uh then I came in that day and Conan said, Uh, hey, did you talk to Sweeney? And I said, I did. He goes, It's gonna be great. And it was like, Okay, here we go. And then uh there we went. And then we thought it was gonna be three days and uh Sadly for me, uh it was only two. Uh you know Andy's uh gig whatever he was doing only took two days instead of three. Yeah. But it was uh you know it was just amazing. Did you practice? Did I practice doing what? The announcing at the yes. beginning? Yes. Did I practice at home? Yeah. Um uh, no comment. <laughs> Did I practice at the studio? Yes, because it's interesting uh unbeknownst to me I did not know that uh, in the headphones you get directed on when to announce okay so as you're reading you know uh I just I just assumed there was like one announce saying announce uh you know uh, coming to you from Warner Brother Studios it's Conan so it's that and then it, announce tonight uh the whole thing uh, uh, Howie Mandel announce uh, also like so it was like what so like so I'm so glad that I rehearsed it because uh i i just assumed that andy read it off the screen is it just to wait for the applause or i i i honestly don't know and i'm sure andy is in such a rhythm of it like it doesn't even probably affect his life but i would have been more comfortable just reading it off the screens yeah and when i saw the name say you know tonight howie mandel you know next guy Musical act, like I would have been fine just reading it, but announce, announce. I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? Did they have you? Uh, did you warm up the crowd that night? I too? did, yeah. I did. I think, and, and I think it was smart. And, you know, that's what Ed McMahon used to do. Ed McMahon would go out and warm up the crowd, and then he was the announcer the uh, whole time. Johnny, t- yeah, really? Yeah, uh, 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 not the whole time, because then Ray Combs ended up being the uh, the opening uh, act uh, or the the uh, warm up for a while for the- Johnny. Family Feud. The Family Feud. Yes, that's how that's how he was discovered. He was the uh, he was the he was doing warm up warm up all over uh, Los Angeles. I actually saw him do a warm up for a TV show starring Corey Haim and uh, the guy that plays Pauly and Rocky Burt Young. They had a TV show called Roomies. Oh yeah, remember that show? Uh, all two episodes. It was it was it was horrible. Yeah. Um, Wait, wasn't it Corey Feldman? No, it was Corey Haim. Was it? Because my buddy was Corey Hames. Because um, Corey Haim was underage. He had to have an an adult uh, super uh, super uh, adult supervision, oh, and my buddy was that okay. on the set. So we would go to the set of Roomies a lot. Yeah, and Ray Combs was the warm-up comic, and he, and at the time was the funniest comic I'd ever seen. Uh, he was you know unbeknownst to me, he was doing the same show every night. Yeah, uh, I know that now is you know the job that I have, you do the same, you hit the same beats. Uh, But I thought Ray was phenomenal. So it was no surprise at all that when then Johnny had him on the show and he got a standing ovation and Johnny called him over to the couch. And then from there, boom, he at the time was the highest paid game show host of all time. And really, yeah. And, you know, he's since has passed away. Oh, yeah. Long Um, since passed. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So to answer your question, I did the warm up, uh, which was my they said you can either do warm up or you don't have to. And I was like, no, no. I think uh, it's better that I do the warm up, so that the audience could see that, that I am funny, and they see that you know that I am the right guy for this. Yeah. And they went, "Go oh, good!" We- Who's this outsider? Exactly. What do you? We- uh, and then they agreed. They were like, "Oh, we're so glad you said that because that's what we want. We want you to do the warm up and get them on your side." And here you go.
0: What other, did they give you any other coaching? No. What
1: no. Conan called me and uh, and just said, uh, "Let's just have the same relationship we have." backstage yeah you know that you know uh where we just you know bust each other's balls sure and he's been on your show your he's podcast. been on my podcast twi- uh, twice and then he was on podcast castathon once and you know he and i have a, a great relationship we have fun backstage we you know we're just uh and he treats me with so much respect you know a lot of warm-ups don't get treated with that kind of respect yeah and um I, you know it's obvious when they ask you to fill in for Andy that you know they don't just see you as a What woman. have they done in the past when that's happened? It's never happened.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: You know when when Andy left when Andy left Conan just did the show by himself. Uh and how Conan's 644
0: 6465 six, five? Five, yeah.
1: yeah. I was
0: uh we stepped outside for a little bit right after the show tonight. And I I love overhearing people's comments about the show. Mm-hmm. One guy He's tiny. Yeah, fuck you. And he goes here. Here's here's here was his explanation to his friends. I looked up uh, some videos of, the, of uh, Pardo on, on YouTube today, and uh, and I saw one where he's standing next to Conan, and he's tiny. Who isn't standing next to Wait, Conan? Well, you
1: know what's interesting? That clip. That clip. Uh, that they're speaking of, Conan is also on a stage, so he's he's on a he's he's another seven inches higher yeah. so it's seven plus six four yeah so and then i come out and i'm on the flight so i know exactly what he's talking about yeah and i literally look like i'm a you know a, it, it looks like a, a like a cgi'd like that's how <laughs> tiny i look so I'm no, I'm no longer mad at that guy uh but it does because it does it's like and and they always show that clip whenever they show something they always show the clip of me and conan or a photograph of me and conan shaking hands it's like i look like a tiny cgi elf <laughs> it's horrible so yes get him a step stool Get me one? or yeah. he, he doesn't need one. He's already tall enough. No, you. All right, me. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you meant. I'm sorry. I understood. I went the other way for humor. <laughs> uh. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me wise one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mocking myself. <laughs> I've got my phone here, on the off chance something happens at 1 o'clock in the morning, showbiz-wise. That's going to happen. I don't know why I have my phone there.
0: But, but in California, it's... It's 11 o'clock, yeah. which means nothing's happened. Oh, nothing's happened. It's a Friday, baby.
1: They're all home. They're loose. But
0: lo- loosey-goosey. You said uh, on stage tonight, and also I looked on your website, you are just barely on the road. Hardly ever. One week in a month at the most. At the most.
1: That seems like enough for everybody. Do you miss... Do you, you must miss going on the road. Joke, no! no! no i say echo and, and, <laughs> did you hear that i yeah, think a yeah, pipe a pipe's gonna burst <laughs> pipe is gonna come down. <laughs> Honest. no one week in a month is better it's best for everybody yeah uh i i enjoy it when i come out i, I don't resent being there i I, en- I enjoy the time on stage and then i get to go home and be with my family and go to work uh if i was still on the road every week or even two or three weeks out of the month yeah It it wouldn't be fun anymore. Do you squeeze in a week when Conan's off? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's that's about one, well, we weren't off this week, but I still went on the road, but uh, yeah, about one one week in a month. Seems about enough. Plenty for me. (laughs) (laughs) And for them, and for the audience, if I was still, you know, like even, even if I had to do a fifth, like I'm only doing four shows here. Yeah, If I had to do a fifth show, that fifth one would not be that great. I wouldn't be, I would be bored with my own voice and I wouldn't be like, and then I would say, and then I, 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 I'm, no, oh, I'm jumping around. I would get my own head about, cause I try to be in the moment as much as possible. Yeah. Even if that means pulling stuff out of the bag, you know, like jokes, you know, uh, that I don't use every night. And then like by the fifth show, I'll be like in my head, I oh, don't use that one. you use that one Friday and, so it's like I, I start thinking too much about that and not realizing, yeah. But none of these people were there, Friday, right? 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 You right. jackass! You know, you could have just done this. But I, but I like to keep it fresh for myself. And so by the fifth show, I'd be bored out of my mind.
0: Uh, since we talked about we're talking about the shows and we're here at Acme. This mm-hmm. is Acme's podcast. Do you remember the first time you were here? I do. How did
1: that happen? Uh, how did that happen? And how was it? Uh, I had worked another place in town that I don't think uh, it may still be open, but uh, Williams Cabaret. Uh, in Uptown. Is that an area? Uh, yeah. Uptown? Uh, wi-
0: Williams is like a,
1: what do they call that? The peanut bar. Yeah, it was that. It's yeah. that place. Okay. They had a back room that did comedy. And it, I think it was like a Tuesday through whatever. Wow. And a woman named Becky Johnson booked it, and uh, she had booked some one-nighters around uh, the, the uh, Minnesota and the Dakotas and stuff, and I worked for her, uh, you know, those just one-nighter bar gigs. You know, driving eight hours a night or a day to get to each one, and then going up and bombing. Uh, so she got good reports back from all of these clubs. This is, this has to be nineteen. Well, this club's been open what twenty years? Yeah, a little over. Oh wait, when were the uh, when were the twins in the first ninety one? Is that when they were in the World Series? Eighty seven. So what was the next one? Eighty-seven, ninety-one. It was ninety-one. Yeah, I worked in nineteen ninety-one because I remember we were the we were, my shows were battling the World Series. Oh, I bet those were good. Yes, <laughs> uh, or or the at least the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Bad, it was, but it was ninety-one, and I was headlining. No business headlining should not have been headlining. A guy named Tony Boswell, who's a great friend of mine, was the feature act, and uh, that's a very this is a very famous to be part of a story. Yeah, uh, it's not. <laughs> but, but I told it. It's the night where we went shopping during the day, and I bought new new shoes, new gym shoes. And then when Tony and I went to leave for the show, he said, "Hey, how come you're not wearing your new shoes?" And I said, "I don't want to wear new shoes. It's it's uncomfortable." And he said, "Put your new. Nobody's gonna care." And I walked on stage, and so guy goes, "Hey, nice shoes!" And I went, these, "These are my stage shoes, sir." And for whatever reason, the crowd hated me. They hated me because I was wearing new shoes, and. I walked off, and I was like, fuck you for making me wear those shoes. And uh, and he's like, yeah, I had no idea. He goes, why did they turn on you because he had shoes? I go, I don't know. But they did. They turned on me. Anyhow, I worked at that club. Becky Johnson was the booker. Uh, I had a really rough week. I, I, it, it was tough. I should not have been headlining. And um, then about a year later or six months later, she took over booking this place. Or wait, uh, this place opened, what, 93? Uh, before that, I think. Uh, well, whenever she took it over, uh, she called me up and she said, "I love the book at Acme. I'm booking there now." Her husband was the house MC, Gary Johnson. Uh, like, I, but I but I can't headline you there. Uh, because uh, will you come in in middle? And yes, because that's what I should be doing. Okay. And then I came in. I forget who. We, I forget Alan Prophet might have been the headliner. Wow. A guy named Alan Proffitt, who was a really funny guy. Uh, I worked here once with a guy named Lee Allen. And then I worked a, a third time as the feature. And then I started headlining. So, What uh, year did you stop featuring? It had to be... Well, I moved to L.A. in 95, and I didn't feature any club after 95. So it yeah. had to be, you know, right around there. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know why
0: I just thought of this. I just... Uh, from listening to your podcast, I knew that you appeared on an episode of um, That 70s Show. Mm-hmm. I just finally saw that clip.
1: Yeah, that's online if you want to see it. <laughs> wow. Me in a, in a Henry Winkler wig. <laughs> I look like Henry Winkler. Uh, it,
0: <laughs> the suit really doesn't fit well. <laughs>
1: the, no, well, it's not supposed to. It's the 70s. It, you're it, the it, uh, bus- the uh, radio station radio uh, station manager. Yeah, The chatter at the time was that I believe Howard Hespin was the, the radio station manager. And Howard was renegotiating his contract and was not going to be, may or may not have been returning. So when I auditioned, uh, the cast director told me they really like you, they really thought you were funny, and uh, you know, there's talk of you, you know, of, of, of being a recurring character. And like here we go, you know, this is here, you know, here's the sitcom career. And yeah, then, and then when I was there, Tover Grace could not have been nicer to me, and he's like. He's like, dude, you're doing, you know, they're, they love you, man. You're probably going to be back next week, you know, and you're going to be, you know, they're talking about making you recurring. And it's like, oh, Topher's saying it, you know. Um, and then Howard Hesman agreed to, a, or whoever oh. it was, or Tommy Chong, I forget who it was, they agreed, and they never needed me to come back. But uh, it was, uh, it was uh, that was a great, it was a great set for this reason. Uh, the kids weren't necessarily all that friendly. They weren't all that uh, you know Ashton Kutcher and uh, Laura Prepon ended up being very pleasant. Topher, Topher was very very nice, but all the other, uh, Wilmer Valderrama whatever they all were in their own world. Okay. They, were all, they were all you know they're all rich twenty two year olds. You know yeah. But they were uh, this is unfair to say, but this is the word uh, other people use. They said you know all the kids on the show are spoiled. They will only work three days a week, so it was great to get paid for a full week. And you only had to be there for three days. And one of them was like, you don't even have to be there. Your stand-in did all the work because uh, it was for lighting and camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. So nice. I just sat in a trailer for uh, an entire day. So I know I you're two days.
0: Uh, You're a big, uh, I've heard you talk about TV shows that you like, Breaking Bad. Yeah. You still, still keeping up with that? Well, I mean, it, it, it hasn't been on, but when it comes back on, sure. Well, I, I say it like that because I finally just started watching it in the last year. And did you catch up on yes. all of it? All of it. Yeah, right? Pumped. Super yes, pumped. I know. But you brought up Laura Pre- Prepon? Prepon? Are you, watching Are you watching the new show she's on? No. Orange is the New Black? I hear it's very good. It is. It's on Netflix.
1: I will watch. We have Netflix on there, on my television. I'm going to recommend, uh, yeah, I'm, we're
0: my girlfriend and I threw five episodes.
1: All right. Thumbs up. I think Matt Belknap, my friends, watched them all already and thought they were, uh, said it was great.
0: Okay. Episode, season 13, Never Not Funny just started. Correct? Yes. yes. Are we done talking about Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Right. Did you have something else? No, no, that was it. We watched the rest of Development on Netflix. All of them. Yeah. When did you think? It got good from the first one. Pardon? Some people criticized that it wasn't funny at first. At first.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? Um, uh, I thought it was a little hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends involved in that program, so I will. Uh, I will say I enjoyed it. You watched all of them? We did. My oh. wife and I watched all of them. Did you watch all of them? I haven't. You haven't watched it?
0: I, I, I haven't had time. I'm going to. I love Arrested
1: Development. Yes, we all do. <laughs> we all do. We, the, America couldn't wait for this to come back. Why am I feeling guilty right Facebook now? Facebook was a, a buzz about how it's going to be released. <laughs> and then people stopped talking about it very quickly. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I feel. I don't know why I brought this up. <laughs> this is my fault. We enjoyed it. I thought Andy Richter was very funny on there. I thought that uh, you know uh, uh, Jason Bateman was terrific. I thought Michael Cera was great. I thought the girl who played maybe was great. Thought it was all great. Thought everybody was great. Maybe. I thought everybody was great. I did. I really believe. <laughs> it. I believe everybody was great. It's my own fault. How often... Uh, yes, I, question here. I have a question. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a uh, professional interviewer. I'm here. feeling it, yes. I, I'm, I'm being a host right now. You, sir, go. Pardo Patrol.
1: Yeah. Love those. Thank you. One, one a week, two a week? How to, how those? I Haven't done one in a year. What the hell? Yeah. Why? The last one was Justin uh, Verlander, the Detroit Tigers pitcher. That's the last one I I watched one that I one. Uh, but it was a year ago. Why? What happened? Um... I was contracted to do twenty, and I think we did a lot more than that. And uh, they just stopped the 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 uh, the internet. Uh, the the team Coco went uh, started doing other things.
0: I on stage tonight, you said it was was it really ad libbed with Tom Hanks?
1: Oh yeah, all those were ad libbed. Everything yeah. was everything was improvised. You know, I, I uh, the only thing uh, the ones where I do. Um, word association which I did do with Tom Hanks. That was really good. Um you know I would just I would just make up words 10 seconds before I went in there and just wrote down eight words always escalating uh to insulting the person. Mm-hmm. And uh, so no matter who I was talking to it was like something something and then all of a sudden it would make the turn on Oh, this guy's making fun of me. And then they would in turn get mad at me and I would get irate at them for getting he, mad at me. Tom Hanks played around played along he as was, well as anyone could. You know, that was a that was the, that was one of the greatest as a as a comic slash actor wannabe. Uh that day was phenomenal for this reason. I went to work and we would ask people to do the the part of patrols, and you know, most of the not most of the time, a lot of time, their representation would say no. And then the person would go, "Well, I would have done that." Well, I don't know why my person said no. Well, that we didn't even ask Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks, you know what I mean? There's, you know, I mean, the guys are my favorite. Philadelphia is one of my favorite movies of all time, and you know he's, a, he's got two Oscars and just amazingly funny. Right. So it was like, well, you know, we're not. I'm not even asking Tom Hanks if he'll do it. So we didn't. We didn't bother. So I'm on stage doing the warm up, and I came off, and the guy that runs uh, the uh, the team Cocoa.com, Aaron. He came over and he goes, Tom Hanks wants to do a part of Patrol. It's like, what? He goes, yeah, Tom Hanks got here and said, uh, hey, I want to do one of those web things with that guy. He goes, I like those. Those are He goes, I want to do one. That guy. And it was like, are you k- kidding? I, you know, he can call me whatever he wants. Right. You know, Tom Hanks wants to do this stupid thing I do for the internet with me. It's like he's, and he's asking. Yeah. And it was like, that's the greatest, that, uh, you, other than the phone call of, do you want to co-host with Conan? I mean, hey, Tom Hanks wants to do improv with you done yeah i mean as a kid watching bosom buddies it you know it doesn't <laughs> get better than that right it was the greatest right so uh and then for him to be so f- much fun and to be you know got uh, god but uh, you know and to be that play that you know be, have you know uh, i forgot how to end my sentence <laughs> and you pitched to justin verlander i did that was awesome he uh what i found funny about that is i said um uh, hey, I think it'd be really funny if you if I tried to hit a 100 mile an hour wiffle ball, and uh, he said I can't, I can't pitch. It's the off season, and if I throw a ball uh, and throw my arm out, you know they they could void my contract. Oh yeah, and I said I jokingly said, well then what about if I pitch to you? And he goes, oh I can do that which i think is insane cuz he keep he's a pitcher yeah. and so he does this a lot he throws a lot yeah. he doesn't bat ever no, no. so he would possibly strain a muscle easily more easily yeah good point batting yeah. but then he but then he goes wait a minute let me check with my people and the people go oh yeah he can bat what what so uh yeah i ended up uh pitching for justin verlander and uh, uh that was awesome tonight at uh the club they were doing the uh, funniest
0: there were some, you know, two people came up uh, mm-hmm. part of the uh, Funniest Person in the Twin Cities competition. How'd you like to be the guy that didn't win the night? You mean one of two? Two people. The one of two that the didn't The one win? of two that didn't One guy wins, one guy doesn't. What do you call that? Second place? First runner up? I. You know what I call that? Hey, you
1: both won. Because I think it's crazy for one guy to just feel like Crap. You know, it's like, because they both did well. He doesn't know if he finished way in second place or, or just mm, right there. Like, because I, I wasn't here when they announced it. You know, at least lie and go, it was the closest, closest vote right, we've right, ever had right. by one point, even if it wasn't. Because, <laughs> they I, again, I think they both were good, but it's like, how I, that's awful. <laughs> when there's four or five, okay, great, I didn't win. But when there's two of you, <laughs> Did you
0: ever do competitions
1: like that? The the only competition I did, two competitions. One was to uh, in 1991 again, or maybe 92. 92, I did a contest to be, uh, I forget what it's called, but the winner got to go on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno uh, right after he took over The Tonight Show. So it must have been 92. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I think I did okay. I think I did okay. I don't think I... Who's the Who was the winner that you're bitter towards? No, I'm not bitter towards anybody. The, the big winner ended up being uh, John Henton. No. Nope. He went on to be in that uh, TV show with uh, the girl that played Tootie, whose name I cannot... Uh, Kim Fields? Kim Fields. Remember that show with Kim Fields? Uh, uh, they were all roommates. Uh, living Single. Living Single. He went on to be... Uh, he was on that. He was a regular on that show. Okay. And he went on to Tonight Show. and destroyed... So it's like, I was still pretty, I mean, I was only doing comedy like two and a half, three years at that point, and he'd been doing a 10. So it's like, I, I'm competing against these guys that are, yeah, you, yeah, yes, I don't have a chance. Yeah, But you don't know, I'm here I come, I'm doing a contest. Uh, so I did that one, I did uh, the Johnny Walker, which was a huge contest back in the day. Um, that's the one John Henton won. I forget who won the Tonight Show one, because John Henton, that, that, that one you got to go on with Johnny Carson. And John Henton won, and, John, oh, and Johnny earlier. called him over and, you know, gave him the, the okay and called him over. And Then the next day, John Henton was a star. Uh, I forget who won. No, a guy named Hank McGill out of Indianapolis won the other one, and he has since passed away. He was a oh. great guy. Uh, he won that contest, got to go on with Jay. And then I did the, uh, you know, I went on Last Comic Standing uh, once uh, uh, in, 19, uh, in 2004, and that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a, that was an error. Shouldn't have done that. They showed you on television. It was horrible. Briefly, yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. I wish they would have cut me out. Yeah, uh, they showed they. The producer was a friend of mine, and she thought she was doing me a favor by leaving me in. And she and they left me in a lot. Yeah, it was one of those deals like. Hey Jimmy, we're gonna spot Don't spotlight. They me. even showed you kind of the uh, like, mm, did, am I gonna make it? Am
0: I not gonna make it? Yeah,
1: and you know what? The, the the big scan there is, you know, we did all those as pickups. Okay, guys, now everybody looked nervous, right? You know, we're getting your close ups. Everybody looked nervous. And truth be told, I destroyed that night. I, and you know, I, I admittedly at those other two contests, I did not do very well at all. Mm-hmm. This night, I destroyed that room. Man, I just destroyed. And so I was feeling when we're doing these pickups. You know, look nervous. I was I was a little cocky. You know, in my head it was like, well, I I'm obviously going to be one of the ones that move on, and um, and so I was having it. I was really looking nervous. Oh, yeah. nervous. Oh, I'll give you your camera shots. Yeah, I'll look nervous. I'll, I'll ham look, it up. I'll look tense. Yeah, and then so I look like this buffoon who's stressing out out of his mind, and then I don't win, and I look like I literally was stressing. Like it was awful. The whole thing was <laughs> awful, and then I so I, the whole night was a nightmare. And then I had to relive it three months later when they aired it and, uh, you know, getting emails from a-holes. How does it feel to lose to a girl doing comedy for the first time? Well, not good, sir. Thank you for asking. But appreciate you reminding me of that. Ouch. Yeah, I did not uh, (laughs) care for that experience.
0: Is it really your, it's your birthday?
1: Like in less than 24 hours. hours? Yeah, July 28th is my birthday. Yes, sir. Big plans? I'm going to fly home. You know what, Matt Fugate just told me, you know, you know where I was uh, last year for my birthday? Here? Here. Oh. On this stage. Oh. Isn't that weird? July 28th was a Saturday last year. Makes sense. I think it's crazy that I'm here exactly one year later. I find that fascinating. I'll see you next July. No, I'm not going no, 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 The okay. point is this. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I just didn't know. I thought it was craziness the same weekend. No big plans? We're going go mm. to go miniature golfing with my family. I'm going to go miniature golfing with my family. Does uh your son Oliver? Yes, he likes mini golf. Does uh, he get it? He likes miniature golf for twelve holes. You know, lo- loves it for twelve holes, and like on the thirteenth, it's di- like just doesn't care. Yeah.
0: Now I'm curious. Does he get what Daddy does for a living? And that you work on the TV show, the I podcast. Think,
1: well, he, he comes and watches Conan every now and then. Like he'll sit and watch me do my stuff and watch me on stage, and he laughs. And uh, I don't know if he gets the jokes, but. You know, like although last time uh, when I when I do the show, I come out and I welcome everybody. And then I have to introduce a fireman uh, to come out and give uh, the um, safety. You know, here are your exits in the event of an emergency. Here's what you do. Blah 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 blah. They were having me do it, but uh, they did not care for the way that I jokingly gave those.
0: Practices. As you describe that, I'm like, I can't
1: imagine you. Yeah, doing I used that. to do it. I would I would talk about, uh, uh, you know, if there's if there's a fire. Uh, you know, leave in an orderly fashion because that's going to happen, right? <laughs> like, we're not all just going to run for the exits right. trample each other like the Who in Ohio. And uh, I said, or oh, if there's an earthquake, uh, you're supposed to get underneath your seat because I think if you look above you, uh, if uh, if there's an earthquake, we're dead. right? And I would make it because there's all these huge lights above them. Yep. And uh, the fire marshal came over to me and he said, uh, hey, they need those. We need that to be serious. You can't make jokes about that. That's the one thing. I said, yeah, but they, they get the points, And he's like, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. And the next day, a fireman was there to give the announcement. Does he do it in uniform? Yeah. Oh, and they're great guys. And, yeah. they, and they, oh, sure. And they hate doing it. Yeah. Uh, so they come out, and then I just uh, tease them a little bit. Uh, but this one day, uh, Oliver was there with me. So I, wel- I welcomed everybody, brought out the fireman. And then I went over to Oliver, who was just at a talent show where he danced to uh, Make Him Laugh from Singing in the Rain. And I said, jokingly, I said, so, Oliver, I'll go, I'm going to go back out, and then Daddy's going to call you out, and you'll do your dance from Singing in the Rain. And he goes, okay. And I was like, what? What? And he goes, mm, no, I'm not going to <laughs> But like, But when he said okay, I was like, oh, no, not, because I can't really do that. I right, can't really be right, my right. Hey, buddy, here's my kid. You know, then he does a little soft shoe, and the audience <laughs> wonders why it's happening at a live television. Taping. Everybody humor him. Right? Humor my child. <laughs> Look at me being an asshole bringing his kid out on stage. Yeah. Uh, so... When he said, okay, I went into a panic because then I couldn't tell him no because I said, I'm going to bring you out. And then he says, oh, great. And I go, no, I'm kidding. I don't – you can't do that. So thank God he flipped and said no because that would have been horrible. Even he had the common sense. Thank God. To- thank <laughs> so thank that- heavens. <laughs> thank heavens.
0: I have ne- – um Yes. I did your name. This is something I'd like to do when, uh, when uh, a week leading up to the podcast. I put uh, the, my guest name in Amazon and see what sort of products come up, whether it's DVDs, singles, movies.
1: Can I guess what came up? Go ahead. Am I allowed to do that? Yes, please. On Amazon. hmm The Godfather of Green Bay.
0: Thank you. What is that? And should I should I buy it for $9.83? Sure. On DVD. It
1: is a, a terrific independent film that my friend Pete Schwab who, uh, who now lives in uh, Los Angeles. I don't know why I had to clarify that. Uh, but I knew him in Chicago. Uh, in fact, he and I were in one of those contests together. Uh, great comic. He, he, he and his partner, he and his writing partner, wrote a guy thing that Jason Lee was the star of. They wrote that movie and they had that made. And then Pete uh, had this film financed, The Godfather of Green Bay, and he shot it up in uh, Marinette, Wisconsin. Uh, That was uh, To be Supposed to be Green Bay Mm -hmm. And he shot it up In Marinette And I played A um, A uh, A cocky uh, Very successful Comedian And uh, I answered the door In Nothing But My Underpants Nice And uh, Because I've got a chick In my room And uh, I make fun of these guys And uh, I do some bad Stand up comedy On stage And uh, And yeah It's it's a fun movie I I uh, the uh, the star of uh, Scandal, isn't it? For Chris, uh, What's his name? Tony something? Tony? Mm. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. He was in Gladiator with Tom Cruise. Anyone? Audience? Tony? Nope. He's a great actor. I read his name today when I saw it online. It's Tony. Tony Goldwyn. Tony Goldwyn. Okay. And Tom Lennon is hysterical in it. Tom Lennon, the Tom Lennon. From Reno 911. Reno 911, 911. yeah. He, he's hysterical. Um... And yeah, it's a, it's a it's a cameo at best.
0: Here's another thing that came up on Amazon.
1: Yeah. Why I want you to tell me why a new copy of Uno? No, there's not a, there's no way a new copy of Uno came up on Amazon. Mhm. For how much? $99.99. Yeah, good luck to that person getting that money. Good luck to them. <laughs> If if a guy if somebody wants to pay a hundred bucks for that, is that like a really old first? It's from nineteen. It's from nineteen ninety nine. Really, oddly enough, yeah. um, it was my first CD, and uh, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, it's been out of print since probably two thousand three, and people keep wanting me to reissue it and and put it at least put it on an iTunes, and um, as much as I understand. That Chicago, the band sounds different on their early CDs than they do <laughs> on their new ones. Uh, I kind of don't want people to hear that. I don't like. I don't like the way I performed back then. Yeah, I don't like the. Uh, I was. I was figure, still figuring out what I'm doing on stage, and so I. I. I, I, I you, you know, if you're ruining this chance of this guy making ninety nine dollars. He ruined it by putting ninety nine dollars. <laughs> but it, it's really it's it's weird because it really is. As it, it, crazy as it sounds, because who cares about Jimmy Pardo CDs, uh, it is really sought after. And people, some somebody will pay that. Probably. Somebody, somebody will, because I've seen them go for $49. And I feel guilty when somebody's going to spend 50 bucks to get my CD. It's like, geez, just send me 10 bucks and I'll burn it for you. I, like I, <laughs> uh, but I don't want to, and I think they know that. And, but, <laughs> yes, but I still feel like god they're doing they're paying 50 to do you a favor
0: and i uh i don't know how you should take this but there was an autographed copy under the collectibles and that one went for five dollars it was fifteen dollars less listed they're trying some it, supposedly it has your autograph and it's selling. i'd be
1: interested to see if it was really uh if i really signed it or if they if they uh if they. Uh, didn't. i
0: don't know that it's amazon so they don't have the pictures if it was eBay, there'd be a picture.
1: You know, there's a great story of Peter Cetera from the aforementioned Chicago. Uh, and the My Favorite Song from Karate Kid 2, right? Well, it, it better be the only song you know from Karate Kid 2. The rest of that soundtrack stinks. Um, <laughs> I think, well, uh, not all of There's some other good songs. I think Dennis Young has a song on there. But, uh, a little rush action. Or sticks, pardon me. Uh, actually, Dennis Young solo. I think it's Call Me. Just call me. Just seven numbers on the phone. <laughs> I like that. It's young, too. But what a horrible lyric that is. Um, Peter Sotero went into a uh, uh, one of those uh, in Vegas, one of those uh, uh, souvenir shops, one of those collectible shops. And on the wall was a Peter Sotero signed bass or a guitar. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peter Sotero went up to the counter and said, "Uh, hey, is that real? And uh, they said, "Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, we, absolutely, we got the certificate." Off he goes, "Well, I'm Peter Sutera, and I can guarantee that's not real." <laughs> oh no! He, and he announced to the store, "I wouldn't buy anything here. Uh, I can't. I, I can't guarantee any of this is real. Any of these are real autographs." Oh my and, god! Uh, which I think is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because why what are the odds? You? Yeah. Right. What are the odds? They lied right to him.
0: <sighs> well, my, before we came out tonight to watch the show, mm-hmm. we were watching a like back to back to back episodes of Hoarders. Yeah? Yeah. Would you... If you were... Is there anything that you collect? Do I collect? uh, uh, Your father-in-law was on Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Nothing? No, I'm not a Star Trek guy. No. But even... You know, hey, this is going to be worth something someday. Does your wife have anything where she's like... From Star Trek? Here's my
1: phaser from uh, the Um, episode seven. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll inherit all that stuff, but... uh, no, we don't have any of that. I collect, I have some autographed baseballs. I have some autographed CDs and albums of rock and roll musicians. But, uh. Who are the baseball players? Uh, Justin Verlander. <laughs> uh, Matt Kemp. Uh, Ernie Banks. Mickey Mantle. Not. How'd you a- get a Mickey Mantle? My father in law gave it to me. See? He had two of them. Ah. So for my birthday or whatever, one year, he gave me one. And that was awesome. Uh Ernie Banks, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron, uh Minnie Minoso. White Sox great. Yeah. Frank Thomas, Robin Ventura. You have a Ryan Sandberg? And I, you know what? I don't like Ryan Sandberg. No Rhino? I'm not I'm not a you know, I like all baseball, but I'm not a huge Cub fan. I know. I yeah. like the Cubs. Yeah. I don't dislike it. But Ryan Sandberg always bored me. I understand he was a good player. I understand defensively he was terrific. Uh-huh. I understand with the bat he was terrific. But there's something about Ryan Sandberg that bores the t- the hell out of me, so I never liked <laughs> Ryan Sandberg. I'm sure he's great. Good old number twenty three. I if I'm fine. No, don't worry about me. No. Time wise, <laughs> shut up. No, seriously, you don't. No, seriously. You, don't re- you don't mean that. Uh, however, I, mean, I don't want. Uh, you, what, uh, it's supposed to be an hour, whatever you need. Oh, well, you know, forty five minutes to an hour, whatever you need. I, 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 if I if I if I as I leave here, I'm going to go to my hotel room and stare at the ceiling. So, uh, you know, I feel I don't want to keep anybody hostage. What What I, do you I'm, do normally? Like,
0: uh, if you were spending a week. On the road somewhere? What do you do to fill your time? Oh, I would put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> um,
1: do you still go into a lot of movies? Yeah, that's probably what I would do. You know, I mean, I, I don't do t- more than two days anymore. Yeah. So, uh, you know, tomorrow will be spent sleeping and, and, and uh, getting refreshed. Uh, although I have to do a four-mile run tomorrow. Tomorrow's a four-mile run. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's... Training for a half marathon. So tomorrow's a four-miler. And uh, we'll see how that works in this uh, breezy, frigid weather. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah. Welcome to autumn. So I, I, I didn't pack appropriately. I didn't do any research about no this storm front coming. Uh, but yeah, usually I would. Uh, that's what I do on the road. Uh, I, th- I think every cabot does it. What is that? What's going on? Up, 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 Are you being shot? <laughs> did you see that? I did. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it 2007 already? It's a laser. He's using the laser. <laughs> uh, did you ever see the clip of Paul Stanley of Kiss Flipping out on the guy for using a laser No they stop, He stops the song and he calls You child You're a little child I'm paraphrasing it You right. might say baby You little yeah, And he just lashes out at this guy in the audience For using it And uh, it's gorgeous uh, YouTube it YouTube it And look for the Paul Stanley yelling at a guy Because of a laser
0: Are you, Is your son really listening to Kiss? You he is. On stage tonight. He's
1: listening to Kiss He uh, knows all the uh, He knows who sings what which one is he going uh, as on Halloween this year? I asked him. I said, do you want to go as Kiss for Halloween? No way, Dad. No. 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 Uh, uh, not even like, hey, that's a, hey, maybe. It was no way, Dad. All
0: right. Cool enough to listen to, not cool enough to dress I guess up so. as.
1: I guess so. Okay. Uh, although he'll look at the covers, and then if it's a cover or a picture of them without the makeup, he'll go, yeah, give me the ones with makeup. He's uh very specific He's a traditionalist <laughs> He's a traditionalist He's a purist <laughs> Purist Kissed, kissed Yes. Yeah. purist He did say uh, The other day About a song uh, No he always said I like the rocking ones mm-hmm. I like the rocking I don't want to hear those ones Like Beth that's what he said. <laughs> he is cool. Yeah, <laughs> Hard Luck Woman's okay, Dad, because it starts to rock a little bit. Be- Dad, Beth is just a bad example of what they really do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Even I go, I go. This was their biggest hit. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't rock. The songs Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley do those rock, Dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And again, he's and for the listeners that don't know, my son's 5. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. it's not like a, you know, a 12-year-old talking like this. No. It's a 5-year-old that maybe shouldn't be listening to Kiss. <laughs> I think he's probably fine. Do you true or false? Okay, go. The Song
0: of the Summer is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke.
1: You know what? I love it. Uh so I'll say true. I don't know. I don't know what else is out there. If I I tell you what, if I hear that Mumford and Sons song one more time, no. I will I will go on a some sort of shooting spree. I I'm I'm tired. I don't know how to end that sentence. <laughs> um what's that called? What's that Mumford Song songs called? I will wait. I will, wait. That's, Thank you. I, I will I will wait. I will hear for you. Oh enough. Have they been on Conan? You know what they, here's the thing about Conan. This fascinates me about Conan. Our guy Jim Pitt, who books the mus- uh, the musicians before before he was on Conan, he was at at, S- uh, at SNL booking the music acts. There'll be somebody on the uh, yeah, let's say Mumford and Sons, uh, two years ago, and uh, musical guest Mumford and Sons, we got them, and because nobody knows who they are, oh okay, and yeah. the audience will go okay, great, we'll applaud for that. Uh, like a week later, they're famous. Uh, Fits and the Tantrums were on. Yeah. Uh, I never heard of them. The next next week they were famous. Like he knows exactly who's about to break. It's fascinating. Somebody was just on. What Was it? oh uh, what's uh, uh dragons? Imagine dragons. Yeah, okay. I had never heard of them. Uh huh. They came out and go. Ah, oh, they're pretty good. Good luck to these guys. The next day they were famous. Yeah, yeah. So he's got this really great eye about seeing these guys that are about to break.
0: Now be honest when they when he uh, is this the same person that books the comics? As nope, well? no, that's someone else. No, that's
1: someone. That's J P Buck. That's J P Buck. Does a great job. Does he ever run him by you and you give him a little? Mm-hmm. Um, be honest. <laughs> does he run by me who he's thinking about booking? Only because he also runs it by other producers. I'm not a producer, uh-huh. but that's part of the job. Is yeah. you you know get the lay. Of bounce the land. it off a few people. Bounce it off, sure. Business talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, just so we're clear, I've never poo-pooed anybody. I'm sure. I've no. given my opinions, uh, but I've never said, oh, I wouldn't book that guy. Yeah. Um, that's not my place. I would never want to, uh, I would never want to stop anybody from, you know, uh, achieving, you know, some sort of landmark in their career. Damn
0: right. Did you, ha- I-, I was impressed because I didn't actually know how to pronounce it. T- t- Talib, Talib, Quelly?
1: Oh boy. Talib. <laughs> HUD. Talib Kweli? Ta-li- it was, it was, what was that? Beautiful lights, pretty lights featuring Talib, Talib, Ta-Lib, Quali. That was it. Did someone write that out phonetically? Of course, curious? yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I get an email, uh, as does Andy. Andy and I both get an email every morning uh, with a pronunciation of names. Because I have to announce them. Oh, you uh, announce uh, them before uh, everybody uh, comes. Before to, everybody yeah, comes, yeah. yeah. And then he's got to do it on the announce. Yeah. So, yes, we uh, for the name, not for everybody. You know, not for, you know. Tom Honks. Yeah. <laughs> and Is that a long A? <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you, uh, yeah, we were just talking about music. I asked my buddy Bill here, who's Billy! with us tonight, that I work with on the morning show, and uh, he suggested, he knows that you're, st- uh, he wanted to know what your favorite album is so far this year. What my are you favorite listening album to? of this year? Yeah. Are you listening to new stuff?
1: Boy, that's a tough call. Really? I, I, well, I just can't think of any for this year. Have anything new? If I anything new? bought anything this year? No, I'm not. Good. I bought the John Fogarty. I'm enjoying the John Fogarty. The I wrote a song for everybody. <laughs> um, what, I, Jesus Christ. While you're thinking of that, I
0: had to, uh, at the radio station, I had to dub a commercial into our system the other day. Yeah. One of our uh, coworkers is doing a promotion where Credence Clearwater Revisited is performing. Yeah. And uh, they, they requested to have some cc revisited music play in the background that's sort of uh shocking when it sounds the same and then the guy starts singing and it's not and it's not who you just mentioned
1: how much John Fogarty do they hate John Fogarty that those guys would rather do rib fests and whatever than regroup with John Fogarty and sell out stadiums yeah because they would yeah you know if John if they got back together they was i I don't mean I don't mean football stadiums, but they would sell out the, you know, the sheds that, you know, the other Bon Jovi's doing. Oh, sure. The, yeah. The hockey arenas. The hockey and stuff arenas. Like they yeah. would sell those out in a heartbeat mm-hmm. if they regrouped. Mm-hmm. How badly do they hate that guy that they won't do that? Like, even for one tour. Go on one tour, make a gazillion dollars yeah. and be done with it. Because yeah. every jackass, especially now that he's kind of made this, he's become hip by doing this album. You know, anybody 45 and up would go see that show. We would all love to go see CCR regrouped, but uh, it's not going to happen. We just went and saw uh, Bad Company with Paul Rogers? Yes, sir. And were they on their own or were they with a uh, package group? Were they with? Yes, there was uh, one other uh, Bad, act. Bad Company and and who closed the show? The other band or Bad nope. Company? Bad Company. Good. Right. Co- I like. I like because uh... when I saw Bad Company, they opened for Sticks. Nope. Uh, Who opened for Bad Company? Uh, Give me a hint. Yep, but the hint is female. Female. Female? Female. Not Pat. Not Pat Benatar. Nope,
0: nope but I get her confused with Pat Benatar all the time.
1: Sash Jordan. Nobody's going to know that. that is. You get this group, this woman confused with Pat Benatar. Lita Ford? No. Why would but you? she was in a band with Lita Ford. Joan Jett. That's right. Joan Jett. You've seen Joan Jett. I've not no. I've, really? No, I've never seen Joan Jett. I tell you what. Don't?
0: I no. I'm actually I you like, loved it. Yeah. I think i like that old like
1: uh kind of like uh poppy punk stuff. Yeah.
0: I think I still like that.
1: I'd like to see her get back with Lita. I'd like to see the runaways uh Go out and do a tour where they do some Runaways, they do some Joan Jet, they do some Lead Ford. that That'd be a good show. It would be a good show. I'd enjoy that show. Show.
0: You're wearing a Journey t- t-shirt I am. right oh, now.
1: Smash my nose on the microphone. <laughs> Careful. Yes, I am wearing a Journey t-shirt. Yeah. You had a. Um... Tell. R- remind what? me. You had Hi. some sort of connection. Good morning. Hey, how we doing?
0: Here? I have a connection with you. Journey? Had some sort of. Uh, um... What am I
1: imagining here? What am I thinking of? Well, I met
0: Steve Perry once. No, no with the uh, the uh, Filipino singer
1: thing. Oh, that's uh, that's my big claim to fame. Is uh, I want to say season two of my podcast. I was uh, I announced this on the air. Uh, I I could not sleep one night and I got caught in one of those YouTube loops where you know one thing you watch one clip. Right, hey, right. we suggest this. Yeah. Suggest and it broke all the way down to uh, the Zoo was the name of the band. The Zoo. A bar band in the Philippines, you know the zoo does, and it was alone. That was the first song I heard, uh, the heart song alone, and it was this Filipino guy singing alone and sounding as good as Ann Wilson. Mm-hmm. I was like, who the f is this guy? Yeah. So then I clicked on all of them, and they and they all had like seventy eight views, you know, two hundred views at the most. Yeah. And um, I w- I started looking, and then I hit the dirty ones. I, and and I came back and I was telling uh, the guys on the podcast. I go, I ran across this band called the Zoo last night. Some Filipino barb man. This guy's gonna re- he's gonna be in Journey one day. And sure enough, he's in Journey. Like I called it. I'm the guy, man. It's amazing. I called it. I'm the guy that's gonna get nothing because who cares that I'm the guy? <laughs> but it was it was uh, that's my big claim to fame that nobody knows about. <laughs> Neil Schoen claims he discovered him. No sir. No sir. I did a year and a half earlier. Yeah that's my story <laughs> yeah <laughs> screw you weirdo jimmy so, go I- run another marriage <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you keep track of that soap opera with him and his uh ex and the- did you ever see the video did you ever see the video for the journey uh their latest album which i thought was a clunker they Mm-mm-mm. just completely missed no uh they did a video a music video where it's neil and his new lady uh-huh. uh basically doing like uh uh, from here to eternity on the beach, it's them rolling around making out on the beach. It's so effing uncomfortable. Like, here is this sixty-three-year-old guy, and they're on the beach and the, it, like just trying to show, like, this is my lady. And it's and it's. it's just, I still got it. Yeah, it's awful. It's all aw- uh, so uncomfortable. And not- especially when you know the backstory that you know he,
0: mm-hmm. you know, they
1: bro- he broke up a marriage. I am not going to Google that. I would just so that you could have that in your eyeballs. and <laughs>
0: i honestly we i'm not going to take up any more of your time here because it's super duper late and you just looked at your uh your uh phone and your eyes bugged out remember
1: door. i'm in la time so it's it's midnight to me i don't care no i don't want to take up any more time
0: let me just say uh, to embarrass you that th- I, I i could not have looked forward to this anymore oh my god and that uh you know and i think i've told you this before uh I, your podcast is the one that got me in love with comedy podcasts it's sort of in a way like why I'm sitting here right now talking to you is because I fell in love with comedy podcasts listened to yours then that trickled down listened to the other ones because of the people you had on your show and now here i am i'm fifty nine up over a year doing this right. once a week at acme you know I love this club i love comedy and missed you when you were here last year and now i mean this so thank you for I, I, doing this. this I my pleasure. I, I, I thank mean you honestly, for the nice words. yeah. I mean, I remember. I still have vivid memories of pushing around my uh, my firstborn, my oldest daughter, in a stroller. And I remember going on iTunes and just searching podcasts and just writing in comedy. And yours was the first one that came up. And that's yeah, we were I mean, really for a that's while. how I ended up right here. Is be, like, I'm glad in that's... a weird way, just searching comedy. I needed something to listen to while I was pushing my infant daughter in a
1: stroller. So. so your daughter is six?
0: Yeah. Oh, seven. She just turned seven. Just turned seven. Yeah. See? Look yeah. at that. So thank well, you. My, it's Somehow. my
1: pleasure. And, and uh, I'm very flattered, by the way. Thank you.
0: And if you could give me a complimentary subscription. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're not laughing. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not in charge of the finances. I'm not in charge of the money. It's, I can't do that. I, I, I would, I would You know me. I would do it. I will trade you 10 episodes of this free
0: podcast
1: For One season of my page. Wait a minute. Sounds very fair.
0: I have fifty nine to give you. I will send you the individual links of every one and then we'll we'll work something out here.
1: Uh, you know, I don't I don't listen to podcasts, or else I'd make that deal. The only one I listen to is Phil Hendry. Do you listen to Phil Hendry's? You have to pay for that one. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm. Although it is every Monday it's a free one. Every Monday it's it. I like Phil Hendry a lot. Very talented. Genius. Yeah, genius. Genius. I really should talk to him about getting paid for as much as I've been promoting him lately. I just... Oh, really? I can't stop talking about it. Have you talked to him on your... Oh, he did my show, yeah. Yeah, I'm... You're behind. No, I feel bad I missed that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oops. One more question. Oh, close it up. Why aren't you on Twitter? Uh, uh... Every comedian I have here each week is on Twitter. You're not on Twitter. Join the group. Be cool. Hey, just smoke this. You'll like it and make you feel good.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna avoid that like I did drugs, man. I keep my temple clean. <laughs> um, I haven't. I I I I reach out to people via my podcast, I guess, and uh, I know that Twitter is a great thing. And if I was to post funny things, other people would retweet it, and I'd get a million. I get. It. I get the whole concept. I get it. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. And if that makes me a stupid businessman, so be it. But I just don't care. No. Until uh, some network executive says, Jimmy, you got to get on Twitter, then I'll be on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be working out. You co-hosted the Conan last Goddamn week. Damn right I did. Things seem to be working right?
1: out. Right? Twitter didn't hold me back? No. I do have one more question. Second follow-up, go. I have a second follow-up, sir. Yes? Are you uh, auditioning for acting anymore? No. No. No, the day I got this Conan gig back when he was the Tonight Show... I told my uh, manager, we're done. We're, I, I, I hate auditioning. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. There's no... no any, it Ty Burrell uh, from Modern Family was on my podcast, and he said, any actor that says they love auditioning is full of shit. Yeah. Because they how can you? It's the worst. You, you, you go in, and it's the most stressful thing, and you're supposed to be as natural and comfortable as you're supposed to, as possible, to get the role. Yeah. You're supposed to be, this, but there's no, they don't let you be that. There's people sitting there with stone faces, and you're in a cattle call of people outside, all looking at the script, and everybody's stressed out, and everybody's in their own world, Then you go, in. nothing about it is natural or comfortable, yet you're supposed to be natural and comfortable. Yeah. And I would stress out, and uh, uh, so no, I don't. The only one that I'm willing to do if they uh, and they've called the timing hasn't been right is is the TV show Good Luck Charlie? Uh, it's a kids show on the thing on Disney. Yeah, that sounds uh, familiar. It's great. It's really funny, and my son loves it. We, I laugh. It's really well done. Yeah, uh, I would audition for that because uh, I think it'd be great to be on a show and then have Oliver see his dad on a show that he loves. Yeah, that'd be really. Cool. Um, but that would be it. Yeah
0: sort of like uh I work on a radio show that my kids can't listen to and do a podcast that
1: I don't let them listen to no, either. They can't, they can't listen to this nonsense. No. You don't want them hearing Mumford and Sons.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: I can't wait. Awful. Shut it down.
0: And for the uh for anyone listening to this that was at the show tonight the 10:30 show Friday. Mustard. There you have it.
1: <laughs> Jimmy's shaking his that head poor, right that now. Poor woman it was she didn't know she was stepping in a bear trap you know what i mean she she may have really thought she was being helpful by pointing out what color my sweater was but her voice just hit me so wrong that i just i wanted to stop it yeah and then she got my wrath yeah and maybe maybe i may have gone zero to 60 that's okay on her but yeah. uh yeah it's a late show you got to be prepared i was prepared i'm a boy scout at all shows mm-hmm jimmy thank you my pleasure goodbye